It is the Saturday Coffee Clutch. Welcome back, everybody, Substackers. Uh, welcome back to our Saturday Coffee Clutch with Heather Lofthouse, who is Good Executive morning. Director of Inequality Media Civic Action. And Heather, it has been, uh, well, I would say a, a pretty distressing week in I some ways. So, yeah. I mean, we try to make these as upbeat as possible, right? We do, but it's, it takes more effort in it, some it weeks. It does. It is taking more and more effort. I mean, I'm thinking of uh, kind of Republican-centered violence. I know. It's horrible. Where to begin? Well, can we start actually less violent but still abhorrent, George Santos? George Santos is pretty abhorrent. Yeah. Um, well, he. I mean, the interesting thing is that they will not, the Republicans will not get rid of him. They will not kick him out. Uh, they have a committee, a, supposed to be an ethics committee in the House, and because they need every single vote they have, they only have four votes over the Democrats, uh, they are going to keep everybody. I mm. mean, how, how, how much worse can they get? George Santos, who basically is a total fake. Everything yeah. about him is a fake. I and know. on top of that, he there's a lot of reason to believe that he is... Uh, you know, not only a fake, but he is uh, a felon or certainly has acted illegally. He's funneling money from his campaign again and again. There are multiple He's a counts. felony, a yeah. felon, f- funneler. Yeah, felony. Funny multiple funneler. Not funny. Funny. It's, it's not, not funny. It's not funny. But if they can't, if they can't do anything about uh, George Soros. Um, not I mean, Soros, Santos. George Santos. Santos. No, that's different. <laughs> Uh, then I mean we're then we really are in a in a different dimension. But I think they're gonna ha- at a certain point they're gonna have to get rid of him. But I found his response so Trumpian. So his response was, "They're out to get me. This is a political. I'm being smeared. And not only that, I'm gonna do a big press event on the steps. It's the a, capital. Oh, a press event on this. Oh heavens! A Isn't witch, that Trumpian? It's a witch, yep. It's a witch hunt. Uh, I mean, yes, I mean, the the more outrage you can express, and this is one of uh, the Trump rules, Uh, if you get caught, if you get cornered, if there's huge evidence against you, you express outrage and enough outrage, and you say it over and over and over again that they are wrong, uh, that maybe you can uh, cling to power. But it's this supreme victimhood. It's it's so... Well, it's it's victimhood and grievance, and it links the victimhood and the grievance to deeper anger that people have that is basically populist anger against yeah. the establishment. Yep. And that's exactly what he's yep. doing. And me against the world, the world against me. Well, uh, the world Ugh. is against him for good reason. Well, hello, and it should be. And, and, I, then... hope, and I hope that the Republican Party is, 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 is accountable. I mean, all of, all of this is in the shadow uh, of the upcoming election, right. less than a year away. And... Uh, hopefully there will be some attempt to hold House Republicans and Republicans in general accountable for people like I think Santos. they have to. I think they have to. After Thanksgiving, once they come back, there's a resolution. And well, things. do you think? I'll hold you to it. Oh, I hope so. Okay. We'll, we'll try. I'll see you. I'll make a few calls. But also, on the, on the subject of, of real violence and Congress, I mean, we've had examples this week of mostly Republicans, uh, what kind of uh, shoving each other and and, yep. and threatening each other? I know. And, uh, it was elbowing each other. Well, and also just I don't know, threatening to brawl. You know, it was kind of like a boisterous, a stand up. So it was the head of the Teamsters. This, right? you know, this is this gets it back. I'm I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I'm I'm thinking 
back to my days in the 19th century in Congress, mm. uh, when it was very frequent that you had members of Congress who would basically take out canes and start oh. uh, caning each other. I mean, oh, it was... Oh, that it was, seems British, too. It, it, I feel it, like it was inherited. It was maybe a little bit of British. Uh, this was before the Civil War. Um, when side in, people, the, in the 19th century before the Civil War? Yes, and people yeah. got very upset about it. Obviously, uh, but you 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 have you have shades. There is such polarization, such anger below the surface, uh, and this the the incident in which uh, tell us about it. Somebody was elbowed. Um, it was Senator Mullen was speaking. Oh, I don't know if it was elbowing, but so it was just all I the the thing that I was tracking is when Senator Sanders, Bernie Sanders, said. Stop it! You are a you are United senator. States senator. Yeah, like, woo. Yeah, well, Mullen is a Republican, yep. and he is a senator, uh, and uh, he and the head of the Teamsters have been clashing for quite some time on Twitter X, whatever we're calling it. Today. And there was a, there was kind of a, a kind of a show of uh, you know we're going to get this we're going to do this right now. Yeah, you know we're going to duke it out. Yeah. Um, but uh, we also had the former Speaker of the House mm-hmm. involved in an incident. Oh, that's the elbowing. Uh, yes, in yes. In terms of you know coming right up to yep. uh, a an enemy, somebody who voted against him, and giving him a, an elbow right in the kidney. I know. And and th- this is two Republicans, and they start yelling at each other. I know. It's so ugly. Well, it's juvenile. It is. It's juvenile. ugly and it's juvenile. Yeah, sophomoric. Ugh. It's fresh manic. Fresh man, fresh manic or fresh manic. Yeah. Um. So there was that, and then also Trump, back in the news, went to a UFC fight. Well, Trump has been. I mean, last weekend's vermin comment. Oh, we really I haven't forgot. We chance, haven't. We haven't had a chance to no. talk about that. But on Veterans Day, this is he it. talks about Americans. The big enemy is not a foreign enemy. It's not, you know, this is a Veterans Day where we're talking about people who stood up to foreign dictators I and know, gave put their, their lives, lives on the line. Uh, no, uh, Trump says this, our, our real enemy is an enemy within. It's the communists and the Marxists and the uh, and the Democrats and the... And his well, running mates. I mean, it's everyone. It's everybody that he hates and everybody has a grievance with. And the use of the term vermin got everybody's attention, or mm-hmm. some people's attention. Some people have just, just tuned him out. Right. It's normalized. That's right. one of the big problems, right. is the normalization of Trump. Uh, but uh, to the extent that it was picked up, uh, it, it was appropriately picked up, because this is fascist That's language. what I was going to say, the F word. And when it combined is. with uh, what he's been talking about, you know, he wants to, if he becomes president again, please not. Stop. Uh, if he becomes president again, he wants to put all of these so-called illegal aliens in camps. That was disgusting. I mean, uh, you know. But also, the, he's rallying his base with all this disgustingness. Well, he is, and uh, unfortunately, they are being rallied. And that's what I think why he went to this MMA fight, mixed martial arts. Now, I mean, tell it us is, what about about mixed martial well, arts? Well, because this is—I mean, I'm the person to you ask. You are the, obviously the expert. I've been I doing thought, it since I, I was four. I thought mixed martial arts was a variation of fake wrestling, but it's not. No, no, no. It's real. It's very real. And the rules—you don't have big puffy gloves on. You're 
hitting people and you're allowed to kick. Now, I don't know. I'm going to mess up, and I apologize to all the so mixed what, martial what artists the out there. So what is the And Trump went to this. Oh, yeah, because it's, it's a concert. It's Vegas, and it's mayhem, and it's manly, and it's young dudes. And so I think— Manly mayhem— well, I think I think he goes because there is a political apathy, right, amongst many young men in the U.S. who feel disenfranchised and all the other, disengaged and all the things, and so it is a campaign move for him to show up there. Interesting. So this is this is uh, this is Trump basically sublimating mm-hmm. or or carrying the fantasies yeah. of a lot of the young, angry men in this country. Uh, to yeah. the logical extreme, which is MMA. Yeah, and he comes in like a hero. I mean, it's disgusting. Because it's lights and it's music. It's very bombastic and gross. Well, there is a line connecting everything we've been talking about uh, in terms of not holding Santos responsible and also violence in the Capitol and a lot of the violent rhetoric I mean, I think the Republican Party has adopted uh, explicitly or implicitly yeah. a kind of a politics of violence. I know. It's disgusting. By the way, we didn't even say to people that we are doing um, this coffee clutch from our office in Berkeley, from the Inequality Media Civic Action office. So this is why things are slightly different. It's kind of fun. We're down the street from our usual I like haunts. being here in the Inequality Media Civic Action oh, office. great. And we have some of your books behind us. So this is new. And our colleague who helped set up these I don't know if we're going to use these mics. Are we going to use these mics again? They're kind of big. I don't know. They very are. They are. You told big. us to eat the mic. What does are that we mean? Eating? I don't know. Are we Get eating the mic? Close? Are we close enough? I don't know. Hopefully, people can hear us. Eat the rich or eat the mic. I don't know. Well, both. Both. Um, okay. I wish, I wish Biden. Speaking of eating the rich, I wish Biden at a time when you know Trump creates conflict and conflict sells, and the media reports conflict. And what Biden does is he he basically minimizes conflict. So nobody even knows what Biden is accomplishing because he doesn't pick fights. He yeah. avoids the fights. He doesn't talk about the fights he has picked, such as, right. for example, the big anti-monopoly suit against Google mm-hmm. and against Amazon mm-hmm. and uh, all, of the, all of the labor fights that he's been supporting. But he doesn't actually go the next step. And I don't mean vilify but actually show people how the opposition, big business, big corporations, Wall Street, uh, the, the power centers of America that have been repressing wages and generating gigantic CEO pay and, uh, and, and taking corporate profits and sinking them into corporate you know, buybacks. He doesn't go after that. And if he did, he would create conflict. And the news would pay more attention. The news would pay much more attention. And then the average person would hear it more. Exactly. That's the point. Thank you. I'm glad we finished well, each other's I, I hope somebody who is, is helping says. Biden with message, <laughs> and message is critical here. I mean, we have less than a year left. You know, it's easy for us right now, before the holidays, to talk about this. But once we get into January, Heather, it's oh. going to be, we're going to be in yeah. the in the shoot. I mean, absolutely directly right into the election. But here's where I think I'm naive again. Is he not doing it because he want it's a strategic choice and other people are doing it and it's better if other people do it and come at it from a no, orthogonal? No, no, I, I, th- I think that it's uh, much it's more pedestrian than, okay. than that. I think that the people around him 
who are, you know, Mike Donilon and uh, Anita Dunn and Bruce Reed and others who are in charge of politics and message, they don't have a natural instinct for conflict, uh, of the conflict that I'm talking about, you know, taking on uh, big business, taking on the sources of economic power in this country. Uh, and that lack of instinct, that lack of, I, I think it's a huge problem. Yeah. So uh, not that it's easy to do. Can we? It's just not say easy that? to do. Right. Uh, Michael, Anita, uh, Bruce, if you're listening, I understand it's not easy. Uh, and uh, th- the point is that the Joe Biden is not naturally inclined yeah. uh, to take on the power centers of America. But you got to do it, right? Because Trump is doing it in a fake way. Yeah. He's creating the impression that he is the tribune of the average working person, and he's obviously not. Right. Okay, well, so they're avoiding conflict, but then they're trying to get out the good news of Bidenomics, and we had some good news this week about inflation, but it doesn't, you know, land on the average American. Well, that's I mean, exactly don't... the point. Most people so tell say, us about that. Well, most people say, uh, in fact, going back two weeks ago to the Times-Siena poll, and we've had several polls since then, showing that most people think the economy is pretty lousy. Now, I understand that. Of course. Uh, because, uh, you know, young people can't afford a house, mm-hmm. and people who can't afford a house are paying huge mortgages, particularly given interest rates going up if they have right. a variable rate mortgage. People who are paying rent yeah. are paying more and more rent. It's not uh, just young people, too. And yeah. it's not I mean, just it's, young it's people. It's everyone. The wages wages are too low, and the cost of living is... And the cost of child care, the cost of elder care is huge and and growing. Um, So a lot of people say, wait a minute, don't tell me the economy is so terrific. Uh, Yes, the economic indicators may be pretty good, Mm -hmm. and the business cycle may be flattening out, and maybe we have a soft landing, Mm -hmm. as economists like to talk about. But in terms of my personal economics, you know, I'm I'm struggling. Two-thirds of Americans are still living paycheck to paycheck. I know. Well, so, but in terms of inflation specifically, what's the Fed going to do? So we got good and quote unquote good inflation numbers this well, week. Well, the Fed is still wedded to the notion that it must continue to raise interest rates until interest rates, until inflation goes down to 2%, mm-hmm. which it strikes me as just ridiculous. I mean, what, what, what is the totem of 2%? Yeah. Why, you know, we're, we're way down. We're 60% down from what we were mm-hmm. a year ago mm-hmm. when it was 90%, uh, 9%. Uh, well, as long as it's way down to 3% or 3.5%, right. uh, then let's let's call it off. Let's call it the interest rates hikes, hikes off because they are hurting a lot of people. Yeah. Okay. And, by the way, one of the big reasons for prices going up over the past year was corporate power. Yes. Uh, and the and the power corporations had monopolies to mm-hmm. raise prices, uh, and here again, Biden should be taking credit for going after Google and after Amazon. Wow. Um, and you know, you have uh, what is the the Friday coming up? The Black big, Friday, the big sale day. Yeah, wouldn't that be a good day for Biden to come out and say, "This is why I'm going after Amazon." Yes. Oof. Oh, it'd be spicy. Well, <laughs> you should do okay. It. Uh, Michael and Anita and and Bruce <laughs> and and Joe Biden, are you listening? I know Black Friday. Um, another thing that was horrible in the week. Can we get to another thing that's horrible? Well, is, I don't know. It's kind of a downer. It is a downer, but we've got to talk yeah, about okay. it. So there is a horrific war going on between Israel and Palestine. Hamas. Yeah. Hamas, exactly. Um, but so Elon Musk this week. Oh. 
Again, you know, I was in a good mood for a half a second. But it really is horrendous. The anti-Semitism that is growing in this country and around the world. And Elon Musk's uh, former Twitter, X, is becoming a center of anti-Semitism. And he, with, he has millions, the power he has on that platform and reverberations outside of it. Well, interestingly, I mean, he posted something uh, in which he basically, you know, it was it was the same thing, the replacement theory, mm-hmm. essentially, mm-hmm. Uh, that says, but his version was that Jewish people and the Jewish community are trying to get black people to be angry against white people uh, and trying to foment this kind of, uh, well, um, this is a major source of anti-Semitism. It's very, it's not, it just, it's not careless. It's no longer carelessness. Uh, Elon Musk has done this again oh, yeah. and again and again. He's reposted anti-Semitic remarks. And I think that advertisers are catching on. IBM, as a result of this, pulled a million dollars of advertising yep. just off, just now, just yep. off of, yep. of X. Uh, I think X is doomed. I, I, I think we so. cannot, we just can't allow um, and 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 continue to cater yeah. to this kind of hatefulness. Right, and the EU pulled out its ads. I didn't even know it did ads on Twitter. I didn't on either. X. Yep, there you go. Who knew? Um, and five, the White five, House six dollars worth a year. Probably well yeah. euros. Yeah, euros. <laughs> um, I do, and the White House spoke out against it as it should. Um, but so horrendous. I mean, it really is awful. Well, if you think, you know, stand back for a minute. The people who are getting most of the airtime in America. Uh, Donald Trump and Elon Musk are both out of their gourds. Uh, they are uh, they are people who who are treading in and making money off of hate. They are building their own individual bases, uh, one a political base, the other an economic base, mm-hmm. off of anger yeah. and uh, grievance and hate. And uh, this is this is this is dangerous for the common good, Heather. Uh, it's it cannot be allowed. I know. Now, what do we say? I mean, what can you say after that? How do we stop it? Right. Well, with Trump, you stop it by making sure he doesn't get to be president. Elon Musk, you stop it by basically boycotting X. Yeah. I know, which many people have. But I think you're right. I think there is a demise happening. Um, so this coming week is the Thanksgiving holiday. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Do you have plans? Uh, we didn't until about an hour ago. Oh. And uh, my wife alerted me that we now have plans. Oh, fun. The two of us are going to go out to a nice place for Thanksgiving dinner. That's cool, you two. No travel. I mean, no travel to anywhere. I know. And no travel, not asking anybody else to come and travel. And not putting up a lot of people. And not just keeping it simple. You're going to have, uh, well, anyway, you're going to have a great Thanksgiving. Oh, it'll be great. We stay local. We go to a friend's house. There's an emu who lives on, in the, it's a ranch. An emu? Yeah. His name's Doug. What's an emu? Doug emu? What are you talking about? An emu is a bird with long legs. Oh, I think. And and he's coming to Thanksgiving, (laughs) too. He's coming. Well... Yeah, well, he's dinner. No, he's he not. May. He's not. Okay, let me get the music up. Anyway, I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. And I hope everyone does. Hope everybody we look, does. We thank haven't you. been looking at the camera enough with this new setup. Yes. By the way, thank you for joining us once again, all of you Substackers. We appreciate it, and we appreciate Heather, and we hope you have a great week ahead. Bye-bye. <laughs>